0: back to the life's better podcast where we say life is so much better with dad community and purpose i'm jonathan gleason josh Doolin is hanging out with me as always hey and josh it appears as though you have forgotten once again to wear appropriate clothes uh, you're not wearing your fca <laughs> i'm not teacher. i always
1: forget to wear it on the days that
0: people come but and, i also feel weird if they aren't and i am and it's like <laughs> Well, we do have a guest with us, for those of you who are not watching. We have a guest. uh, This is Andrea Bug Brown, and she is the area representative Mm -hmm. for FCA. And so thank you so much for being on the show. We're going to find out all kinds of wonderful things that you're doing in the community through FCA. Um, But before we do that, Josh and I, we like to play games with our guests. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we're going to play a Would You Rather game. This is one of my favorite games I play all the time with my kids when... You know, we got some downtime and we're not sure what to do with ourselves. So uh, the first would-you-rather question that I'm going to give you is, would you rather reverse one decision you make every day or be able to stop time for 10 minutes every day?
2: Hmm. Oh, wow. That's a tricky one. <laughs> Maybe stop time.
0: Yeah. What yeah. would you do with that stop time?
2: With that stop time, I'd probably um, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm lacking. Yes. Um, that or... Uh, Probably just just enjoy some extra quiet time.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I immediately went to pranks. That I would <laughs> <roll>. <laughs> so I I like that you don't go that way. Uh, <laughs> She's using it for Jesus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I just realized I left mine over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So mine. I tried to. I came up with one, and then two. I cheated and looked online because I was just like, how, how what do you how, how do you come up with a good one? Uh, but my my good one that I came up with uh, is. If you could be, would you rather be in charge, and this could mean for work or for a team or something like that, okay. be in charge of a good team of people, or would you rather be the go-to person for a good leader?
2: Ooh. Um, okay, so let me make sure I have this right. Yeah, yeah. But I would rather be in charge of a team? Of a good team. A good team. A yeah. good team, okay. Of people, or the second one was? second was, you're the reliable person in a
1: really good leader's group.
2: So I'm the go-to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the group. Um, probably the first choice. I would like choice? to lead um, because that way I can pour into that, that group or that team. They know my heart. They know all about me and then release them to go share whatever mm. they need to do.
1: Yeah. I, I would say that you're probably the same way, right? Like you're the leader. You know, it depends.
0: It depends who the go-to leader is. There oh, are okay, some yeah. leaders that I would love to work underneath them just to learn mm. and to grow. So it really depends on who that go-to leader is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, because you're an athlete and because you work with athletes, my would you rather question is, would you rather be able to run 100 miles an hour or fly for, you can only go 10 miles an hour? Fly. Yeah? Sure. Fly.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I can't wait to get my angel wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yes. ready to fly high. i tell you that now.
1: <laughs> All right, no, Absolutely. your last one? All right, this one I feel like I already know the answer to just because I know you a little bit. But uh, would you rather be at a community event with many good friends or would you rather be at home with just a few best friends?
2: Ooh, probably a community event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be my guess for yeah. you, but
1: yeah. Uh, same with me. I, I don't know how you are. I would go family. Family, yeah. 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 But didn't you
2: say friends, not family?
1: I said I said. Good friends for
2: the yeah, community events oh. and then best so you're friends.
0: You're trying to cheat. Oh, no, trying, you're trying to add. My best, and take away. My best friends <laughs> uh, are my family. <laughs> oh, okay. so that's how I work one. <laughs> that's fair. Well, thank you so much for even just answering those silly questions. I think it allows us to kind of get to know your personality a little bit. Uh-huh. But before we get into kind of what God is doing in and through you in our community, uh, share a little bit about, you know, where you were raised, uh, family dynamic. And one of the things that we love to just kind of hear um, is how you came to a relationship with God. Uh, again, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time on either of those, but just tell us a little bit about that story. Okay. I was five years
2: old when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Um, at a church called Zion Hill Missionary Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. It's in uh, Midway, Woodford County line. Mm -hmm. And I was born and raised in Woodford County and um, still live there today. And um, I remember at the age of five, I was, I had one foot in the aisle. I can remember like yesterday. And then it was like something like physically was holding me back. You're not Mm -hmm. ready. You're not ready. And that was Mm -hmm. the devil. And and I, I would stand there. And I didn't know people were watching me, you know, you're five. You don't think people are watching you because mm-hmm. uh, everybody was standing up for the altar call. So I stood up and I I took another foot and then step, and then you can still feel the hold. And, um, they got to one particular verse in the song and I, and it, and I said, Oh, and it was like a hit. And I said, all right, Lord, let's go. And I went and I took the, the chairs, what they used to set out in the Baptist church. And, um, they said uh, when the choir was done, I remember it like it was yesterday, uh, the, the preacher comes up and he said, what, do you have a statement or a prayer request? I said, I'm ready to give my life to mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I want him to be the head of my life. I believe in him. I know he's real. Mm-hmm. As soon as I said that, some woman that was like 88 years old, our tr- the church then was like a horseshoe. <laughs> she goes, yeah, <laughs> took off running around. And That's I was awesome. like, and I was five and I was like, Wow and uh mm. so that just it just uh that it was awesome
0: were you mic'd up so she heard she the the preacher had the mic in okay. front of her yeah. okay okay and, okay
2: and i don't remember where she's sitting or sitting at that time i just remember going yeah and she took off running came in front of me <laughs> and kept running
0: and I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. God is good because at eighty some years old, sprinting around the yeah, church could yeah. have easily broke a hip you anything. Never know <laughs> a trip, or anything. run
2: into yeah. me, tackle me—I don't know—but but, yeah. but it, it was very powerful. So yeah. that I, it Love gave it. my life to the Lord at the age of five. Um, not perfect, uh, not even close to being perfect, but um, I do live a life pleasing to Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's what we're called to. That's good. Um, Again, because not everyone listening is going to know FCA, uh, better known as Fellowship Sorry, yeah, Fellowship oh, of Christian yeah. Athletes, um, tell us a little bit of the history. Uh, tell us how, I guess, what, what is it that Fellowship of Christian Athletes is even doing in our community and how you're a part of that?
2: Okay, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, I serve 11 campuses, um, homegrown, Woodward County for sure, and then Anderson County. High school? High school campus. and middle. Okay. And Midway University. Um, and then I have Anderson County Middle, which right now, because of COVID, mm-hmm. um, I was told that we can't be on campus. Uh, we can mm-hmm. only do Zooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't very happy with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. And so at the high school, uh, we've been we had been meeting at the the poll, uh, the flagpole last week. We started that. And so it was really good. And so this week I got a call before I came over uh, from Brittany Baxter. She's a huddle leader, as well as your wife, Emily Doolin. Um, and we're gonna get to meet in the c gym tomorrow, so we won't be outside, awesome. which is awesome uh because my hair can only take so much rain <laughs> so um so we're gonna meet there tomorrow, and uh pretty excited about that uh, because the, most of those kids have come over through the summer and been poured into when we've been doing f c a throughout the summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a summer vacation I haven't taken a summer vacation. And that's because uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, you don't have time for a break. I know you want one, but not right now. Mm-hmm. These kids are in darkness. Um, mm-hmm. Not only is there darkness, but there's anxiety, there's depression, there's suicidal thoughts. Pour into my kids. Mm-hmm. I need you to pour into them. And so that's when he gave me the vision of the pavilion um, and pouring into these kids every Wednesday. And it blessed me more than I think it blessed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh can probably um, contest to this because they set aside time to be there at 1.30 in the afternoon at 2.00. You know they're there for thirty minutes and looking forward to, it, and they leave happy. Mm-hmm. That that's what I text them every time—a reminder: don't forget we have uh, we call it FCA Bible study, and I want you to come with an open heart, and I want you to leave encouraged. Mm-hmm. And and that that that's my prayer. Lord, help me to serve you, not man, serve you, and give you everything I got for these for your glory and to serve these kids, to be better kids of yours, uh, better witnesses of yours, mm-hmm. and, and to go out and and not be scared, be bold, be mm-hmm. brave. And so um, that's what I. That's what I do this summer. Um, But FCA, I'm on this campus, uh, Woodford County. Fayette County is not back in school at all yet. Um, So I have, like, Bryan Station Middle. I have Leastown Middle. I have uh, – we haven't found a Bryan Station High teacher yet to take that on, uh, to be my huddle person so we can be on their campus. We've got Dunbar. I've got Beaumont and Takes Creek. And I think that's it. Uh, Those are the 11 campuses in Midway University. So –
0: I had gone online just to remind myself of what FCA uh, does. You creeped on my stuff. Didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> but uh, on the FCA page, I there's a video that kind of just goes through some of the history. Uh-huh. And you know how videos are—you put some music behind yeah. it, and you're just like, man, I'm all in. I yeah. gotta do. You know, I gotta be part of this. Um, first of all, tell us a little bit of that history, uh, if you, if it, if you're familiar enough with it, uh, and then I'd love to find out how you actually got into. Fellowship of Christian Athletes, maybe even as a student mm-hmm. and obviously now as a representative? Sure. Uh,
2: the history of FCA is basically um, serve God and and make disciples out of coaches and student athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to share Jesus, share Jesus with coaches, share Jesus with student athletes. And the thing is, I get this asked all the time, is it just for student athletes? No. It's for everybody. Because mm-hmm. to me, when it says fellowship, that's everybody coming together. I and have, so I have people that came this summer that were not athletes. I had yeah. a
0: student, who uh, this was in a previous ministry, who he had the ability, or he had the, um, he could actually make announcements over the loudspeaker at his yeah, high school. Yeah and uh so he would always plug uh fca and the way he would do it is hey we're meeting at such and such a time you don't have to be an athlete mm-hmm. and you don't have to be a christian to enjoy some fellowship yeah it was just yeah. a great little yeah, where it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be a part of that. because that that
2: sometimes it turns kids off i had people say well Uh, Now that you're back in school, can my kids still come Mm -hmm. and they're not an athlete? Yes. I mean, we're not going to kick you out because your kid can't play a sport. I mean, God loves everybody. And so that's that's the trickiness of it. Now, we do extra huddle things with coaches and student athletes Mm -hmm. for sure because you're a character coach for football. You know, I'm a character coach for Woodford football and Woodford soccer and girls soccer for both. And so um, we have different people that help that because I can't be everywhere. And so I really rely on Josh and I. I shared the picture today of the prayer uh with the football team and i thought that was so powerful. So, when, just i know his heart, it's not about all, you know, let's build up this church. It's it's build up God's kingdom and that's yeah. what it needs to be. Yeah. Um and so that that's that's what touches me more than anything. I don't have to go check on him because i know his heart because i've been around him all summer. Mm-hmm. And um so it, it 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 relieves me to know that that team and that coach they're in good hands. Uh how did i get my calling in the FCA? It's crazy. Um, I think I'm a slow learner because I taught for 17 years. So I know the pressures of teachers not being able to freely share Jesus. Mm -hmm. I coached for 17 years. I know the pressure of you better win. You got to win. You got to do this. You got to do that. Get so many D1 scholarships for these kids and you better win. I know the pressures of a coach. I was an athlete in college. um, So I know the pressures of making that time. I know the pressures of balancing my academics. I know the pressure of trying to balance family time in the mix of all that. Um, so I get the pressure of all of that, that life throws if you want to be a, an athlete. And so, um, the Lord said, okay, you're ready. I said, what are you talking about? Ready for what? I went to college to teach, bro. I'm like, this is what I'm talking to God. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, no, mm-hmm. you, you went, uh, your whole life has been boot camp for what I'm ready for you to go in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you're ready. You get it. You, you understand the pressures of coaches. You understand the pressures of teachers. You understand the pressure of athletes. And most of these athletes come from single parent homes. You're a product of that, you know? So if I'm a product of that, I know how they feel missing a father. And I know how they, they don't know to trust a good, good father in mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, when you haven't had a good earthly father. And so um, it's like, man, I guess for 17 years I had to be slow. And then I had a member from my church that said, no took Moses 40. And I was like, God bless you for making me feel better. <laughs> so um, I walked into that calling and uh I haven't looked back. It is awesome uh, to see life changes, uh, see students be encouraged, and live a life of faith. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got one Mm -hmm. kid that we're supposed to baptize. We had to shut it down because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, The football team had to be quarantined for two weeks. Mm -hmm. He's a football player, and he came every single summer. He's the tallest one, Tristan. So Tristan's ready to give his life to the Lord. And um, so we're waiting on uh, time for him because right now, like this week is homecoming week. Uh, his grandparents live in Louisville. They're mm-hmm. elderly, and he's trying to get them safely here to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, they just got back this Friday playing football. So um, I, we're we're looking at either this weekend or next weekend right. for him Praise to get God. baptized. So uh, God's moving even in the, the a pandemic. You know, this is the second baptism in a pandemic. So.
1: No, just to tag on to that, uh, you talked about how you have some huddle coaches and stuff that help. Mm-hmm. I know that. You've done that for a long time with mm-hmm. just a bunch of different teams, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes in different counties. And uh, after just being with the one team, mm-hmm. doing something throughout the week, and then trying to be at their games, yeah. I can't even imagine oh. your schedule. Yeah, it's, um, it's crazy. It's, I, I have a newfound respect for that, <laughs> uh, just because it's, sometimes it's hard to like match up my yeah. schedule with yeah. just the one team. Like yeah. it's
2: it's yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for my calendar and my mm-hmm. phone. And yeah, <laughs> putting the alarm where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed the to be. The phone secretary, yeah, that's I completely what understand. I and have the I same would, thing. I would, like it went off in my car when it was telling me what time I was supposed to be here. I was like, mm. wait a minute. I said before two, but I put it at 140. That was my goal time. But I didn't get to leave there to 120. And I was like floating 80. I'm, Wait a minute, this is why hope there's no police officers <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll in here. No, it's, okay. it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Um, but I did hit the BG quite pretty pretty heavy and uh, followed us a mile in and made it here Um, pretty good time. So, um, But, yeah, it's just to be in there and know, letting them know that it's more than, Absolutely. oh, you know, it's sports stuff, mm. you know, life. You know, mm. how can I pray for you? I'll send those text messages. How can I pray for you? Uh, what's going on in your world? Mm. You know, things like that. So it's not just that. Coach, how can I pray for you? Mm. You know, I know that you took a tough L last night. How can I pray for you? Mm. And then, like Woodford County lost the other night, they were—I mean, it was ugly at first. It was twenty-nine to nothing first quarter, and, I, and everybody was like, "Well, I guess that's an L." And I said, "Wait a minute!" You know, the people sitting close, and they could—I could hear them, and they could hear me. I said, "Wait a minute!" I said, "They didn't—they—they they came back at Death Valley in Lincoln County last year, mm. so that made me a believer that they can come back." And then it started raining. Uh, I was like, hold up. Just got the hair done. And so I was I'm going to <laughs> ha- I'm gonna have to dip. But they scored two touchdowns and made it 29-14 to 14 at mm-hmm. halftime. Okay. So I was checking, making sure that, you know, they could. I said, y'all, yeah, I'm telling y'all they can do this. And they're like. Well, you're praying over there, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. Well, keep praying. <laughs> Don't stop now. And so I uh, ended up, we lost by two points, 29 mm-hmm. to 27. So I mm-hmm. knew they could come back. Mm-hmm. And I texted coach. I said, one heck of a comeback. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, man, that was a tough loss. You got to keep it positive. Yeah, Build on it. And yeah. so he knows my heart is for him and for this team. But most importantly, he knows my heart is for Christ. Yeah. And if it whatever encouragement, because everybody's always throwing salt and negativity at you. Absolutely. Whenever you can speak positivity into somebody and they receive it, you're doing God's work.
0: Yeah, that's good. You mentioned just that shift in calling from teacher to now the area uh, director. Or representative. Representative. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> My I, boss would kill me saying I'm a director now. <laughs> I'm moving on that. up. <laughs> right. So let me ask you, when it came to discerning God's voice, mm-hmm. you know, it sounded I, this point in -hmm. in your uh you know your ministry, it it was clear right Mm -hmm. but back then when you were first hearing God's voice you know how did you discern that it was actually really God leading you in Mm -hmm. this and um, some weird thoughts that you were having sure good question so when I got the calling of
2: a certain type of ministry was it was weird timing I was away at high school camp in Tennessee Pigeon Forge. And we were at the Orange Leaf Conference. And uh, I love Reggie Jordan. He's also partnering with me through this ministry. And mm-hmm. shout out to Reggie. I don't know if you'll see it from Georgia, but um, in case. We have about 2 billion followers. Awesome. So, so Reggie hopefully Reggie's on those. there. Yeah. Um, I know he's meeting with Dr. King's daughter. So, hey, another <laughs> shout out. Yeah, yeah. But um, he, uh, he was, it was his, his uh, particular camp. And so we had a breakout session. I, these, these shoes were getting on my nerves, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and change. So we had a breakout. We had about 10 minutes, and I said, okay, I'm going to run to my room real fast change my shoes. As I was doing that, I was chilling out for a second. I turned the TV on, and it says an unarmed black teenager shot and killed in, like, Missouri by a white mm-hmm. officer. Mm-hmm. And I go, Lord, have mercy. So I changed the channel because I thought that was depressing, even for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So I turned the channel, and then another state, uh, it says a, a white officer shot down. It wasn't even the same state of Missouri. It wasn't even the same state of Missouri. And I was like, dang, what is going on, Lord? And he goes, do something. Just mm-hmm. as clear as I'll get out. And I was like, and he knows I'm shy until somebody gets to know me. I don't even know if you picked up on that, but I am. <laughs> until somebody knows me. Um, or I know them. And so he says, uh, do something before it hits your community. And I said, what do you want me to do? Because I, I, to me, to God, I feel like I'm, just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And, um, he What said, was that again? Tell me that again. That was, that was awesome. Hey, what so was I, that? It came from my great grandmother and I okay. remember it. And she would say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Mm. And I've never forgotten that. She That's went good. to heaven my freshman year. Mm. And, um, and so, and there's even an old song that we would sing when I was a kid, I would hear it growing up and, and that was one of the songs. Mm. And so, uh, so I said, uh, wow. And um, that went on. And I said, well, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? And he said, before it hits your community, you meet with the police officers. I said, do what? You know, I'm sitting there thinking, you want a black woman to meet with a bunch of predominantly white officers. What are they going to hear me say? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. And I, I said that to the Lord. And he said, I'm not the author of confusion. He said, get mm-hmm. them together. And I want you to get not just black churches, not just white churches, get everybody in your community on board and i said how do i do this he said make a flyer go go to him and tell him and so i told my youth minister who i was there with and he said man and he was puerto rican and he said that's awesome uh i'm down with that because look you're african-american i'm puerto rican God's kingdom is not segregated. I said, it's not. I said, I've always believed that. I said, heaven's not segregated. You're not going to have Hispanics on one side, African-Americans, Asians, Caucasians. It's not going to be like it's all one. He made one race, the human race. And I think the more people know that, there will be more peace in this world. And uh, so he gave me that. And uh, so we implemented that in 2016 in August. And uh, I never will forget that. And so he also said, share a meal. I said I ain't got no money. You know, I I left teaching and I'm I don't make a killing in the ministry. And I said, he said, I'm not gonna leave you handed empty-handed bug. And so I told my pastor about it and so the church put in some money and then different businesses put in money. And so we fed I don't over 200 people. They came and uh my grandfather as they were in the dining area eating. My grandfather wept. He was sitting where you are. I was on he was on this shoulder. And uh He said, "Bug, I got a glimpse of heaven. Mm -hmm. He said, God's (laughs) kingdom is not going to be segregated. And he said, oh, to see the Asian people, Hispanic people, Caucasians and blacks, all worshiping God together. And then you prayed over the police officers. Mm -hmm. He said, that is nothing but God. Mm -hmm. And uh, he cried on my shoulder. And uh, two weeks later, he had a heart attack and was gone and went to heaven. So he got to see that glimpse. But what God did Try not to cry, Um, because he was the one I called daddy. I grew up in a single-parent home. My parents got divorced when I was five. And uh, he said, uh, he said, Bug, I got a glimpse of heaven. And then the Lord showed me that, see how merciful I am, that he got to see what you were walking into before I called him home. And I've never forgotten that. And I'm so eternally grateful that my grandfather got to see what God was doing and leading me. In the ministry, mm-hmm. uh, to serve Him and give Him all I got till that's, He
0: calls me home. That's a great gift. I'm glad you got that. Um, when it comes to our community, and even just the greater, you know, community at large, United States, obviously what you were drawn into by God is still relevant today. Uh, what are some of the things that you would encourage us as a community here to continue doing, in order to continue? You know, reconciliation where wrong has been done, as well as healing that is clearly needed. What would be some of the encouragement that you would give us?
2: One thing I would love to do over here that I do in Woodford County, I've been combining it Woodford and Anderson, is uh, unity in the community. You know, that's the ministry God gave me that my grandfather cried on to get me ready for stepping out, being bold and being brave into ministry, to share freely with coaches and athletes. Mm. He used that as a stepping testing ground for me to say, you can do this. Mm. And uh, heaven is just not going to be segregated. And Sunday is the most segregated day of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you could, if you could just spend one every three months worshiping together of all races, you'll have more peace in your community. You'll have more unity in your community. You'll have more sense of togetherness in your community. And uh, that's what the devil attacks is division. And, and he wants things divided. And God wants things unified because that's how He He created us. Absolutely. And um, that's one thing that I would encourage this community to do um, is just more unity and, and not mean mug people because they don't have the kind of car that you have or or dress the way that you dress or have the hair that you have. You know, if you ever since you creeped on my stuff, you see it's intentionally <laughs> diverse. You know, that's how I do my life. It's in, it, it's it's truly diverse. Hmm. I mean, because that's how God raised me up. I mean, being the only African American on my My college team, you know, I can tell you, I can write a number one bestseller of the racial slurs, the punches that the referees wouldn't call that happened to me. But my grandfather taught me at a young age when I was in college, he said, "Bug," he said, just want, you to know, most of your friends are white because you're only black on your soccer team. And I'm going, where is he going with this? And he said, so I just want you to know. And this man was in the segregation time, him and my grandmother. Um, He would. They saw the lynchings. They saw coloreds only and, and whites only, and they lived through all of that. And yet he raised me with what I'm about to tell you. He said, "Bug, I just want you to know. I know you're the only black on your team, and and most of your friends are white in college." He said, "But I just want you to know that if you meet a white man, and he believes in God, and he treats you right, we're okay with that. Knowing he's seen all that hatred, and it's doubled now. I thank God that he took them on because now it's 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 openly." It's mm-hmm. not hidden anymore, you know, and so that crushes my spirit. And I, I was thinking the other day, I said, how God must feel about his creation, that man is accepting such hatred mm-hmm. for somebody that they don't even know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How how can God that make a smile on God's face? It has to crush him. I mean, I'm thinking he has to have flashbacks of the whips that he took for us and the thorns and the nails in his hands for and then people to treat somebody because they don't even know them because of what they look like. Hmm. He 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 can't be happy with that. But what makes him happy is those who are in him stand up for those who are being persecuted. Just like he said, who he who has the who he he who has the sin, throw the first stone. Hmm. He who has not sinned. Hmm. And I'm thinking, because he stood up for a woman that he had no business standing up for because he loved her in her shape. But yet, how many people are throwing salt and wounds and me mugging, throwing racial slurs for what? And they don't even know them. No. Yeah. So I, I cover those people in prayer and I encourage them anyway. Um, I, I was approached to Midway University students the other day uh, for FCA saying, hey, and I don't know if there's something going on, but I'll get to the bottom of it come Thursday when we gather. But they were saying, hey, we want can we get some FCA shirts with the emblem on the front, which is this thing right here, and, um, and have something encouraging on the back? you know, that brings unity on campus. Mm-hmm. So something's going on there. I don't know what, but I'll get to the, they've, I've had two different kids call me this week and ask. And I said, yeah, well, we'll talk about it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So something's going on, but that gives me time to prepare my heart and make sure they see my heart even more so for Christ in the midst of drama, in the midst of trouble. And so, um, and I'm praying on what that needs to be. Cause like the other, yesterday one called me and he says, can we get? I said, "How about this? Maybe heaven's not going to be se- heaven's not segregated on the back." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, we can do scripture. You know, God made one race, the human race. Put it on the back." And they're like, "Yeah, that's what I'm talking about." I like, <laughs> we'll get to that on Thursday. So that gives them hope that I'm thinking about this, yeah. not just shutting them off. I hear what you're saying. I know what you're going through. It happened to me, mm-hmm. and I, I get that. And that, that just crushes me. So I, I'm just a person. I know what it's doing to my heavenly father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: just trying to touch on. Uh, what you've brought up this entire time and it's the reason why I when Jonathan was like hey come up with more people because he's still new to this area and everything uh it's just something I've seen since since we first interacted with each Mm -hmm. other at the middle school and then all throughout the summer I got to kind of see you lead Mm -hmm. uh, that crew in Woodford County but it's just very clear to me that you have a heart To and 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 not even you said that you're shy. Well, I don't don't see that at all. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Clearly, God has given you a heart though that moves past that Mm -hmm. enough to where when you see darkness or when you see injustice, Mm -hmm. you're going to be the first one on the scene. Yeah, and and you talked about that with with, uh, teachers and coaches, Mm -hmm. just in uh, encouraging you guys as well. Like, uh, when you see something, do something about it. Uh, When you talked about coaches getting. A lot of hate, like even yeah. our coach is yeah. brand new. Yeah. He has a lot of losses. Yeah. Immediately, immediately people are, are right. shouting yeah. from the yeah. Stands, yeah, let's get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't see what he's doing behind That's the right. scenes. You don't That's see right. how he's building up our kids and, right. and teaching them how to be godly yeah. and teaching them how to be good.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, and,
2: I, I'm going to intervene on that, what you're saying. Yeah. I pray for him daily. Yeah, You know, I send him encouraging text messages. Hmm. And I even sent him a text today saying, hey, I want you to bring your team to FCA tomorrow. Hmm. I said that to him, and he said, thanks for the reminder. I said, 7.30 in the C-Gym, because I love him as a brother. I love his family. I mean, they are solid uh, in their faith, and they just want, I mean, in a time like this, you would think the community here would welcome somebody that has a heart for Christ. You know, he reminds me so much of uh, Coach Mark Rich, and that's where I got my coaching philosophy, Mm -hmm. was lead kids to Christ first, winning will follow. And I, I know when he's going to follow this coach because, mm. because his heart's right yeah. here's the thing he's just he's just planting the feet the seeds right now yeah and the Lord's going to water those victories. The people here need to chill out and let the man do his job <laughs> you know straight up. up I mean I, I hate that more than anything and then you got disgruntled parents because this happened to me I know it's happening to him mm. disgruntled parents trying to follow you in your car and cuss you out and call you everything but a child of God you know and I pray and I cover him because I know those are hurting things you know yeah. they gave yeah. up life his his family's still back. Where he came from, yeah. To move here, you know, his parents leaving them behind to come here to get ridiculed. Thing he, he's planting the seed, yeah, and it's gonna happen for him. That, so
1: that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. like you, you immediately, I just brought yeah. up our coach and, and your heart for him is yeah. like, ah, oh, it's gotta yeah. come out. Yeah, like it, we we need that, um, yeah. especially in this year where we're just talking about like hate in general yeah. is is less. I'm gonna hold it in, mm-hmm. but I'm just gonna let it out yeah. blatantly. Yeah. We need people who are willing to just say no more. Right? That's, right. That, that's that's not okay and that's I'm right? gonna pour love back into that. You know,
2: anymore. I had a my pastor, he said, he goes, Bug, what, what can we do about this? I said, Let me tell you something. I said, You being silent shows me you're okay with it. Hmm. But if you speak out, that shows me that you're concerned and you're not okay with this. Hmm. Then you're representing Christ, but when you're silent, it means everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And so when you're bold and brave to preach God's word, you should be bold and brave to cover somebody else that's hurting and getting ridiculed because of the color of their skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, it sounds like there's really two ministries that you're pretty mm-hmm. involved in, mm-hmm. Unity in the Community mm-hmm. and obviously FCA. Mm-hmm. For those who are listening and you've stirred something in their hearts and they want to live uh, this type of life out, whether it's you know through peer coaching and all that other stuff that you mentioned, what what encouragement would you give? I, I don't know if there's a website, if there's uh, some other resources that you can provide. We can obviously include them in our links. Yeah. Um, but what are some things that you would encourage people to be a part of?
2: I'll be honest with you. The I I combined unity in the community with FCA, yeah. and I did that uh, the 31st of May, okay. and I had Jenna Sparrow. She's from Anderson County, and she's Asian, and I had her bring a devotional, and I had an African American young man do the prayer. I had a, a Hispanic. Uh, little girl do a devotional and then I had a football player say grace and he was Caucasian it's extremely diverse um because and they were all God's children Mm -hmm. you know I I look back at that and I have it some parent um it's Tristan's mom the football player is going to get baptized she gave me a gift sent it to him the very next day so she must have been on the clock and creeping on my Facebook pages too Mm -hmm. and uh, she had my pictures and they were of all those kids and the diversity and the food was paid for by State Farm for sales. All three State Farm said, we want to work with you on this project. We're providing the food. They all kicked in $500 each to, and then my church had to kick in $500 to feed over 250 people. Mm-hmm. And it was catered. It was all COVID-free in a box so they could take it and go. And the police and firefighters were there. And um, she sent me this gift, and it, it shows those kids, and it says, these are my people. I mean, this woman doesn't really know me and she knows my heart. I guess she was there to see it. I don't know. But she said, and it says, it's hanging in my living room of all places. These are my people. And she gets it, that that's how life is, is if you live intentional, if I creep on your stuff, am I going to see diversity? I don't know. I mean, but we all have different callings. My calling is to live it out. That's my calling, diversity and live it out. And and, and don't be ashamed of the gospel and when they carry my body out of a church or wherever I'm at, you know, it's going to be said, it's not going to be said that bug was a great coach or a bug was this bug was that. Um, it's going to say that woman was crazy about Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, that's what it's going to say. And, and she believed that heaven wouldn't be segregated. And, and I'm okay with that. My accolades, most of that stuff I've given away to kids that can't play the sport that are battling cancer or recovering addicts that have no hope. And I, I, I encouraged them. I said, when you think of struggle and overcoming something, I want you to look at this trophy or look at this medal and think of me mm-hmm. and how God got me through. Not bug, God got me through. So if he can get bug through something, I know he can get you through something. <laughs> and that, that's what it's all about it's just, just, just loving each other, no matter what they look like, no matter what size, weight. None of that stuff matters. Not even how much money somebody makes. That doesn't mean anything to me. It's if you have a a heart, then I'm gonna love it, yeah. no matter what you look like. No matter even even if you tick me off last week, I'm gonna forgive you because we're we're blessed with new day, new mercies and grace every day. Mm-hmm. So who am I to hold hold back anger on you because you mistreat me? That's between you and God. I'm when God comes back or when He calls me home, I'm required to how I treated you, even in the midst of how you treated me.
0: Yeah. Well. Let me ask you, if you could, thanks again for coming on the show, but could you maybe just have a closing prayer for those who are listening, uh, just our community as a whole, and uh, whatever else, God, places on your heart. Sure. Lord, I thank you for a beautiful
2: day and a beautiful drive here, and thank you for these brothers' hearts, Lord, uh, for opening up their doors to, to me. Lord, to share how awesome, how loving, how forgiving, how awesome you are to me. Lord, you are my best friend. You love all the ugly, the dirty, the nasty things I've ever done. And you've forgiven me for them. And I I just glorify you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't cost you anything. Kindness doesn't cost you anything. Lord, I praise you for how awesome you are. Bless this church and the ministry that's going on here. Bless this community, dear God, to be more unified, to be more loving, to be more kind, no matter what somebody looks like, no matter the bank account of somebody. Lord, just 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 be you, Lord, and share you freely with each other. Kindness doesn't cost a dime. You showed us that, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. It is in Jesus' name. Lord, please be a provider for those who are in need. Please be a healer, dear God, for those who are struggling with anxiety and depression, dear God, or having suicidal thoughts, dear God. Send an angel in their path, dear God, to help prevent that, 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 that lonely road, Lord Jesus, that they're on. It is in Jesus' name we love you, we
0: praise you, and we thank you. Amen. 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 Well, until we gather again on the podcast, don't forget that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose.